It is the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin will be on with us at 520 today. And a lot to talk about. Great win last night. And uh, Matt Lively, boy, he was in studio last night. He was uh, he was doing a nice job anchoring. I believe Curtis was out in the field, may have been in Austin. Matt Lively joining us now. And uh, Lively, I hope, but boy, the, apparently the Oklahoma State comeback was making you a little nervous last night. You had everything ready to go. All your highlights you were going to show for the uh, for your your broadcast, and it was a late game, and suddenly Oklahoma State started to come back. I I never doubted it. I, I in fact I thought the ESPN and play by play guy got a little carried away, but were you starting to sweat it a little bit uh, as uh, yeah, was- as OSU suddenly found? I mean they they hadn't hit a shot the entire game. They were awful. It's it's sixty five forty eight, and they just. They just kind of, and I, and I always love that, don't you? When somebody says, "Hey, maybe they should play like this the whole game." Well, no, <laughs> isn't that yeah, isn't that always the way? Captain Obvious for that one. <laughs> yeah, I was swe- I was sweating as I walk into the studio, and my script says Baylor wins big, and then the Cowboys go on a fifteen-two run. I mean, I did not think that we were going to be fouling late in this game. There's two and a half minutes left, and I was twenty minutes out from my sports cast. And that game went final 40 seconds before I went on air. So, I mean, the ending of that game was just, it it took forever. I did not think Baylor was going to be in that position, but they held on. I think that's all that matters. You know, they did it without Keontae George. Dale Bonner had the game of his life. He's been so impressive over the last two games against Texas and now Oklahoma State, and they're going to need him. Because Keontae George, day-to-day, but those ankle sprains, I don't know. You know, if I'm Scott Drew, maybe I'm looking at just holding him out until they get to Kansas City. How about just holding him out till you get to the, the big dance? <laughs> I mean, you if you really want it to heal all the way, I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see if they approach the Big 12 tournament differently than they have the past few years when they really haven't totally needed to win games in it. I mean, I, I, I think they're in a pretty good uh, spot, but it, it'll be interesting to see if their approach changes at all. I, I, what about the women, Matt? This was, uh, this was really uh, – that, wasn't that a great win in Austin? And that's a tough place to play. It's new. It's beautiful. Um, I think there were over 10,000 fans. Isn't it interesting that this team seems to perform best uh, in front of road – crowds i mean they really kind of struggle at home to be honest and yet they have four ranked wins on the road um this is a this is a a bit of a strange one but that was a great win for nikki collin and her program yeah absolutely and and nikki said after the game it feels like them against the world and that's the attitude that you buy into when you go on the road and there's nothing like silencing a away crowd, especially when it's Texas and the Longhorns and the brand new Moody Center that doesn't know how to volume out their speakers yet because all I hear about that place is it's going to, you're going to lose hearing if you walk inside during a basketball game. So it's impressive. And they did it behind, you know, Bugs had a great game. She had 19 points and 13 rebounds, another double double for her. Uh, and Bella Fauntleroy, you know, maybe not the game she wanted, but still they're doing this with two freshmen 
at the at the base of their lineup. And so there was a doubt about the women probably two weeks ago, and they knew it. They were going through a rough stretch, but here they are, a nice little win streak as they finish off the regular season. They've got one more game on Saturday, but they played great in the Big 12 tournament last year. Granted, that was with the likes of Nelissa Smith, but it seems like Nikki Collin likes Kansas City, so I have no doubt that they're going to be competitive there. Did I see you in Kansas City last year? I was in Kansas City last year, but I don't know if we bumped into each other. Where were you hanging out the whole I, time? I, I was, was at barbecue and Casey Live. Yeah, we ought to. I mean, we really need to do something about that. I will be in Kansas City this year, and I think I might have crossed paths at one of those those Baylor games. You remember the one where they had Oklahoma State down like twenty seven to two? I, I did attend that game. And I and I and I kind of grabbed one of those courtside seats, and I was trying to turn around and and offer them to to the you know the TV. And y'all are so gracious to let the older gentleman sit down there, you know, where he could see a little bit better. This will be the last year they have that at Municipal uh, Arena, uh, and uh, then they'll move the women over to the nice. And and they're also moving us away from the courtside at the uh, at the main or at the where the men are playing. So that was one of Brett Yormark's first moves. Now Matt Lively from Channel Six joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You had an interesting report, and I know you're uh, checking in on this Harker Heights game tonight. That's a seven o'clock game over at University. Harker Heights and DeSoto getting it on. Always a great program from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. E- extreme athleticism. Um, but I, that's an interesting story at Harker Heights. And you kind of told it. I was looking at, at your Twitter. But, uh, you know, their their head coach is out of commission for, for, uh, for some kind of weird UIL violation or whatever. And, I mean... This is really a pretty great uh, that they've been able to move on. The interim coach seemingly has stepped in, done a nice job. What are we thinking about this ball game tonight? It's going to be a great game. I mean, Harker Heights had to overcome so much at the beginning of the season that, as you said, their their head coach gets suspended because they had an organized practice when they weren't supposed to have an organized practice. Uh, they self-reported themselves, so you know they did the right thing there, but. Uh, they ended up getting the gauntlet handed to them, which was unfortunate. But Kevin Lawler has come in there and, and been fantastic. The, high, the Knights went 12-0 and in district play. They went 24-8 wow. and in the regular season. And now, I mean, you, you said about DeSoto, it's one of those programs that they always seem to find Harker Heights in the playoffs. We saw them play in football this year, and DeSoto walked away with a real easy victory. But I always kind of like when there's a rivalry within the state uh, and it, it's not a team from your viewing area or from your district. Uh, and so that's what I, that's how I view DeSoto and Harker Heights, uh, which is really exciting to me. It kind of reminds me of China Spring and Carthage, if you, if you will. And so DeSoto's great. Their record isn't as good as the Knights, but they play in a tougher area. And so it's going to be a great game regardless. Uh, 7 p.m. at Waco University. We'll be out there. Highlights from that one. And it's a busy night in, in central texas we've got high school basketball we've got baylor baseball and softball back here in waco so i'm kind of jumping all over the place utsa is in town uh to play some baseball the softball team just keeps on rolling it, that that's another great story matt is the uh, the start that they've had to to beat oklahoma then turn around have a great weekend a couple of, against a couple of big 10 powers 
and and then they jump in one poll from 23 all the way up to 10. I, I mean, I was kind of joking with, uh, I think for Coach Moore, you know, always these programs are happy to be ranked, and this team had been out of the top 25 for a few years, and so they were excited to be back in. I feel like Coach Moore, Matt, thought that was a little bit too much of a leap. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait a second. I don't know if we need to be all the way up at number 10 and have that kind of big target, but I hate the words out. Orm is a, is a great pitcher. Govan, big-time power hitter. McKenzie out there in center. I mean, I can go on and on. This is a this is a fun team to watch right now. Yeah, when I was there on Sunday, they beat Minnesota for the Baylor Invitational Championship. And you look up at the scoreboard, and I, it seems like every single batter in their lineup is hitting over 300. You've got Govan in the middle, and she can just hit bombs. I mean, I don't park my car anywhere within the first six rows when you go to Getterman Stadium. It's the worst parking lot at Baylor because you're liable to have a broken windshield if you go to a game. Uh, so their lineup is stacked, and then you, you bring up Dariana Orm. She might be the best story in college softball right now. She's thrown a perfect game and a no-hitter already. Uh, and, you know, she was here last year, but she transferred in from Fresno. Probably not the likely candidate to be as dominant as she's been, but whatever they're doing, whatever they're eating, however they're training, keep it the same because Baylor softball is on a tear right now. I wish we could say the same about the baseball team. That's been a little bit of a different story, but they've got 23 first-year players on their side, and Mitch Thompson's just kind of getting the, the grasp of this program, and so I think they have good things to come down the line, but Right now, Baylor softball is stealing the show. I'm rooting for Duke to go to the College World Series. <laughs> I hope the Duke baseball team is is great. And I, I do think, you know, Mitch knows what he's doing, and he'll he'll get that thing headed in the right direction. So I don't think there's any panic about that. There was panic, by the way, with another program. Did you see Northwestern? They started 0-6, and they just ran their whole staff out of there. Just say, other than yeah. the head coach. They say, okay, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. And one of them was the former Baylor pitching coach, Coach Strauss. Um, uh, John Strauss. Maybe UT. Maybe UT will have an opening for him. Oh, man. I, I tell you, that's a, that's a rough one there to move your family, get ready, get excited about starting your season. You get off to a bit of a rough start. I was trying to look and see, like, who were they upset about getting beat by? I guess everybody, but it was USC Upstate, or Upstate USC, however you say that. It was Gardner-Webb, which I think all these things are like out in South Carolina. Presbyterian. Now, do you know what famous college basketball player uh, started his career at Presbyterian University? You got to tell me that one. No shot I know this. I think you should. I think you should. You'll know it moving forward. None other than Adam Flagler. Oh, impressive! I thought he came from Georgia for some reason. Well, that's where he grew up. Yeah, he 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 played college. He went to Presbyterian. Yeah, he played high school in Georgia, uh, Duluth, Georgia. I think it was. Duluth, yeah. Where also uh, where Davion Mitchell came from and uh, played high school in Georgia. Not the same town, but they were both from Georgia. Uh, just some little nuggets when you come on with me. I just like to share things with you. Uh, like that. Now, what do y'all? So tonight, you'll focus. You got these two games. You got high school basketball. Uh, man, I love 
you know, I, I this this time of year, I love kind of keeping up with what La Vega does, of course. Uh, uh, girls basketball. I mean, this is a this is a fun part of the year. And then, of course, we have the San, we we get to San Antonio. Uh, Matt, how many have you gotten to uh, cover the state basketball championships in San Antonio yet? I have yet to cover state basketball. Ooh. I'm not sure. I'm going to be a game time decision for Friday. It'll be me or Nicole Sheeran. You know, I'm coming back from the shoulder injury. I can't shoot a basketball game yet. So we'll see. It's going to be a game time decision, but uh, I would like to get down to San Antonio. La Vega's got Glen Rose at 1:30 there on Friday in the semifinal. And got, it, it's, it's almost comical to read out the final scores of this La Vega team on, on the broadcast because their football scores, or it just seems like the other team didn't show up for a full half. I mean, they're limiting their opponents to like 30 points or less. Uh, it's been ridiculous to watch. And so they've got a really good Glen Rose team that they're going up against on Friday. So we'll see if they can sneak into the championship game Saturday. Do you know what happens in Glen Rose, Texas? Like, have you ever, have you ever taken a trip to Glen Rose? I've played around a golf in Glen Rose, Texas. Squall Valley. Um, did the, the uh, that's where the dinosaurs Glen Rose is where yeah. you could see like all the dinosaur tracks and all that kind of thing. But, uh, I played around, I've played in, in, uh, in, in, in that place. And I had, a, I, I, I had a round get away from me there one time, you know, you've had a bad round at the turn. Instead of going in to get a hot dog, you go to the driving range. Before you go, yeah, before you make cool. the turn, that's a rough one. And you say to your playing partners, y'all go on. I'm going to try to go find something. That's a bad. I think that happened to me in Glen Rose, Texas. I typically alleviate that kind of play with a beer or two on the back nine. I think that's what Chris Williams did the day that we were out there in Glen Rose. Uh, he, was, he was north of 55, I think, at the turn. Uh, so he needed a little <laughs> more. He needed some lessons at the turn, maybe an hour session with a pro. If we could have gotten one, <laughs> he was so embarrassed he left the market. He no longer is yeah. in this market. Yeah, are you watching this Netflix golf show uh, called What's it called? Full Swing or Full something swing. like that? I, I finished it in one one day. I, oh Twenty four hours binge watch for me. Yeah, it's on Netflix, and um, my favorite episode was that Joel Damon, and I love the fact that he was struggling <laughs> between rounds to try to qualify for the U.S. Open, and and you're not supposed to do this. <laughs> I mean, I I would think they you could get disqualified if they'd have known he was doing that. Between rounds of 18, he 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 just said, oh, he was struggling, and he had a couple of drinks. And what did he have? Not wine. What do you call those things? Trulies or something? White claws, claws, yeah. And and he, yeah, those. The statute of limitations had to have applied because I don't know. Could they retroactively go back and take away swings from the U.S. (laughs) Open a year ago? I saw that, and I my first thought maybe this is the Baptist in me, but I'm like, you can't do that. You cannot be qualified for the U.S. Open and be drinking beers between. 18 I'm, I so anyway um he did it and he, and he finishes in the top 10 at that U.S. Open they, that was good timing and now again I don't know when they started following him he and his wife but they, they've got a really interesting story and they've been through had some adversity in their lives and uh he seems like a great guy I, I like anybody who admits that hey I'm just I, I'm not really that good and 
and I and I I think his friends and his caddy try to convince him you are really good, and he just doesn't view himself like that. But he comes across as a very very likable guy, and I would say the opposite of like Ian Poulter. Like if there's someone I knew that would be like that, it's Ian Poulter. Like I'm not surprised yeah. that he that he's kind of annoying. That's a pretty good call. I think Damon's best line is something along the lines of, if there has to be a 76th best golfer in the world, it might as well be me. Uh, that's humble <laughs> to a new level, right? You're right. There, there were some characters who come, don't come across so well after I watched Full Swing. And I don't want to say it's the live guys, but it, it, it doesn't look great on the live guys either, I would say. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about Kepka because when he was winning the majors, I just had huge respect for his game and everything. But I guess you have to respect someone that would kind of bear their soul like that. I mean, that, there was just – he was really going through some stuff. So I do think anybody that's willing to kind of show that, you kind of have to admire a little bit. But for someone that we thought is kind of a, a blah person, you know – just I don't know. He, I guess we did get to know him better. I don't know exactly how I feel about him now. Um, but, yeah, it was it was interesting. All right, Lively, you never know where it'll go, uh, but I appreciate it. And uh, uh, have a great time. Tell everybody hi at the baseball, softball parks, and then enjoy some uh, high school basketball this evening. Thank you for taking the time on such a busy afternoon. Anytime for you, Mosley. See you soon. There he goes, Matt Lively.